Welcome to the Wealthy Nurse Hour with your host, LaCal Lab. In our program, you'll meet some of the most insightful nurse leaders and entrepreneurs who successfully made the move from the traditional nursing profession to making nursing a big business. Now, here is LaCal Lab. Welcome to the Wealthy Nurse Hour. I'm your host, LaCal Ebb. Today's show is going to be a, a little different. Um, normally, I would bring on a guest and showcase their business and their success as an entrepreneur. But today, because of the state of the world, due to the effects of the coronavirus, a.k.a. COVID-19, I've decided to take this time to educate people on um, the national standards of care provided by CDC, which is the Centers for Disease and Prevention, and other authoritative agencies. And in this episode, I will also provide the latest standardized information that is currently known about the identification, care, and prevention of the disease. So I've also been getting a lot of questions from friends, family, um, and colleagues, you know, wanting to know more about it. So here we go. I'm a nurse first, so I felt compelled to to do, talk about more, more about this. Um, so what is the cause of COVID-19? It's a respiratory illness that spreads from person to person. Um, the virus was first identified during um, an investigation into an outbreak in Wuhan, China, which we all um, have heard, I'm sure, I'm in the news. So the virus has spread rapidly in many countries and is now spreading rapidly throughout the United States. Um, healthcare facilities such as skilled nursing facilities, um, acute care hospitals, and assistant living facilities are at extremely high risk for the virus and may experience a high mortality rate of their patient population. So some of the symptoms that you may um, see are um, symptoms appear between um, two to four days after exposure. Symptoms include fever, cough, shortness of breath. Other symptoms may include nasal congestion, runny nose, sore throat, and diarrhea. These symptoms are often often usually usually mild and does not warrant hospitalization. The people who are affected the most are people who are considered vulnerable, such as elderly people and people who have pre-existing conditions. When I say pre-existing conditions, I mean conditions such as heart failure, COPD, diabetes, and cancer. Um, mostly those disorders where people have... Um, a weak immune system, which makes them more susceptible to getting the disease, getting the, the, the virus, getting sick in general, because if your immune system is weakening, you have an increased risk of getting sick. So the effect, it will affect you much differently than a um, healthy person with a strong immune system. Um, it also affects um, children, but not as much as it does older adults and people with pre-existing conditions. So according to CDC, the virus was first identified 
Um, as we know, you know, in China and based off of the cases and um, the evidence from the data from there, the CDC is getting that information and determining the standards of care for here in the States and how we should um, proceed with treatment um, of the virus. So more symptoms. Symptoms are usually mild and begin gradually. So up to 80% of the general population who are infected recover without need to seek care. So most often people are able to recover from this. It's not a death wish. It's not a death sentence. I know people are frantic and worried about that, but the good news is that a lot of people survive um, from this virus. Um, so some will develop severe illnesses, which typically um, shows within the second week of the illness. It is estimated that around 2% will die, which is very low, just as with influenza and other viral infections. Older adults and patients with comor comorbid conditions are at creep are at increased risk for more severe illnesses. So what another fortunate thing is that based on recent data that children who are infected with this illness generally present with mild symptoms and um, severe complications appear to be uncommon. So transmission is typically spread through respiratory droplets when someone who's infected coughs or sneezes within a six-foot distance. COVID-19 is not believed to be spread via airborne transmission like other conditions such as tuber tuberculosis or uh, measles. It's spread through droplets. So... Basically, um, so people are, so droplets precautions, again, is when someone coughs, coughs, sneezes, and you um, uh, encounter or come in contact with those droplets. That's why I suggested that you wash your hands, you clean all surfaces, and avoid touching your face, mouth, eyes. Um, because you don't want those droplets to get into uh, the mucous membranes or get into um, surfaces of the body that could uh, initiate the infection. Also recommended to use hand sanitizer as needed and use soap and water to wash your hands daily. Okay? So people are start to be most contagious when... Um, they are most symptomatic, so when they're at their sickest. Um, some spread might be possible before people show or experience symptoms. There have been reports of this occurrence with new coronavirus cases, but this is not thought to be um, the most common. So, again... <laughs> What we can do to eliminate the spread 
it's hand hygiene. Wash your hands. Wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, especially after going to the bathroom, before eating, after blowing your nose, coughing and sneezing, um, before and after contact with uh, people, um, especially with if you're in a healthcare setting, you know, before moving from one patient to the next, you want to make sure you're washing your hands. Um, I know this is, this sounds like something that's simple and something that's commonly known, but it has to be reinforced because you would be surprised of the number of people who do not do this. And that's why this virus is spreading rapidly because we're not doing these things as often as we should. So also... Um, for healthcare providers, um, you know, it's recommended for them if you're working in healthcare settings to wear um, protective, personal protective equipment, which is also PPE. Um, so if soap and water are not readily available, use alcohol based hand sanitizers with at least 60% alcohol. Always wash hands with soap and water if your hands are visibly dirty. Okay. Um, also, you know, I, I kind of want to relieve some of the, the tension and the anxiety because a lot of people are worried, you know, that this is like, a death sentence and it's the end of the world and it's not the main reason why these restrictions, social distancing and um, these methods have been put into place is to prevent the spread because this is um, a new virus. The world does not know how to prevent the spread. They don't know how to contain it. So the best way to do that is to eliminate people from joining together, provide their social distancing measures to prevent the spread of the virus until something, studies have been done, research has been done to develop a vaccination to help prevent, prevent it. Um, as we all know, prevention is better than the cure. And in order to develop that prevention measures, studies have to be conducted. So help us as health care providers help you by staying home. <laughs> Stay safe in your home. Um, practice these uh, measures to help reduce the transmission. And just listen. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Listen to what your state officials are telling you um, because it can be serious if you come in contact with it. If you do have a pre-existing condition and it can be um, fatal. So with that being said, I'm going to go more into detail about this, uh, about the virus uh, after the this commercial break. I'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. 
Voice America Business Network. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to The Wealthy Nurse Hour. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at thewealthynursehour.com. Now, back to The Wealthy Nurse Hour. Welcome back. Um, Today we're talking about the COVID virus, um, the standardized, regulations that has been put out by CDC. Um, the signs and symptoms, as I discussed earlier, and the way to avoid transmission. Um, also, I want to continue with reducing the rate of transmission. Again, I mentioned earlier that it spreads through um, droplet precautions, through droplets, which is through um, respiratory measures respiratory um, secretions. Uh, So in order to prevent or reduce the transmission, again, um, this is for healthcare personnel um, who are ill. It's recommended that they stay home and seek healthcare advice through their primary healthcare providers. Um. So during a community spread of COVID-19 event, direct patient care staff um, are typically supposed to be assessed for the illness or fever by nurse managers and or uh, nursing supervisors before the start um, of the shift to ensure patient safety. So before nurses begin their shift, it's um, it's recommended that you, you know, these managers check their temperature to ensure that um, the clinical staff don't have an active fever. Um, they are screened 
to reduce the risk of, you know, them giving it to their patients. Um, also, it is essential for them to wear proper personal protective equipment. Um, those things such as N95 masks, which most often these masks are um, required to go through a fit testing before utilizing them to ensure that the, pers- the mask that you're wearing um, fits you appropriately to help reduce the risk of you contracting the virus. Um, so I've been getting a lot of, um, I've been seeing a lot of information on social media with my other fellow nurses who are working at the bedside, um, and have been having considered, you know, we consider essential personnel and they're having to go to work every day to care for these patients during this crisis. Um, a lot of them have been complaining about not having the proper equipment. There's a national shortage on personal protective equipment right now. So that includes the N95 masks, gloves, and gowns, and hand sanitizer. So according to an article in Business Insider, there, um, that was released. It talked about the latest CDC recommendation, which said, you know, healthcare workers who can't get a mask should use bandanas or scarves as the last resort as supplies run short. This recommendation. <laughs> was alarming to me and I'm sure other nurses because for one, there's no evidence that a homemade mask can protect you against from any virus. And as a healthcare professional, you're trained on what masks are appropriate and are not appropriate in the event of, you know, whether they're your patient is on isolation, if they're on droplet precautions, if they're on airborne precautions, you know what type of equipment that, that's necessary when entering, you know, the patient's room. So a person who's on um, droplet precautions and 95 mask is definitely necessary. So it's, scary to me that I'm hearing this in the news and hearing my other um, nurse colleagues complain about this. And the fact that CDC is recommending them to wear bandanas and scarves, I think that's a little ridiculous. (laughs) Um, So, you know, with that being said, nurses are, you know, talking about it on social media. They're scared. They're anxious, which isn't good for anybody who has to um, go to work every day and care for these patients. Um, so because of their fears of, you know, 
they're scared, of course, because of the fears of contracting the virus and bringing it home to their family. This is a real issue and a real problem for healthcare providers all over the U.S. I'm extremely sad to hear this because it could be me. I mean, I was working as an ER nurse for over six years um, before I decided to take another path and can't imagine going to work every day without having access to the appropriate personal protective equipment to get my job done and then return home to my kids and family safe and not having to worry about, you know, bringing something home to them. To me, sending a nurse in a clinical area without, with, you know, a clinical area with infected patients is like sending a soldier into war without a bulletproof vest. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like a setup, you know, to failure. Now, that might sound a little extreme, but my point is that it puts them, healthcare providers in general, at great risk for getting infected. Where's J. Cole when you need them? I remember J. Cole uh, would be pop-up, be pop-up visits to ensure um, the safety of the staff and making sure that these standards, the proper standards are being utilized um, during care. Um, if you're unfamiliar of who JCO is, it's the Joint Commission on Accreditation of Healthcare Organizations. The purpose of them and their job is to continuously improve the safety and quality of care provided to the public, um, the provision of health care accreditation, and, you know, basically it helps support performance improvement in healthcare organizations. It has recently um, been announced that JACO has suspended all regular site visits. And I guess they are um, still available in some cases that there may be a, you know, small number of surveys or if there's a complaint of um, some high-risk situations taking place. They decided to do this in their defense to allow healthcare organizations and professionals to focus on preparing and caring for patients with COVID-19. So I've been, like, you know, battling my mind, going back and forth as to how I can help. You know, I'm not in, at the bedside working presently. However, I do understand what it is to be at the bedside and to perhaps have to go through these unsanitary patient care practices. <laughs> so I've been trying to figure out how I can help, how I can help. So I've decided to initiate a call to action to all businesses who work in non-clinical areas or who aren't working right now to please consider donating protective equipment. And that includes, again, the N95 masks, gowns, gloves, and hand sanitizers. Um, who, the agencies who may be able to assist with this is like veterinarians, dental offices who may be closed right now 
and you have uh, this equipment lying around and, and aren't currently using it, landscaping companies, construction companies, any companies who have access to PPE, I would encourage you to donate these things. It's essential. It's needed. Um, I want to try to gather as much supply as I can on my end. I live in the DMV area, and my staff and company are willing to, to come out, pick these things, pick all donate, donations up, and allocate them to the appropriate facilities in which they're most needed. Um, if you do have anything to donate, um, please call the Well-Managed Care Office. The local number is 443-645-4655. Again, that number is 443-645-4645. We're um, taking calls. If you have anything that you want to donate, we it's much appreciated. And I'm sure the nurses on the front line would appreciate uh, this help and assistance from you all. Um, so other ways to perhaps reduce transmission of this um, for non-essential personnel or persons um, is recommended that healthcare providers um, well, people who are working in these clinical settings reduce access um, or restrict visitations um, and restrict people from, you know, of course, gathering in large crowds. So you may have noticed, you know, warning signs, stop signs outside of facilities to describe the current policies for allowing visitors. Um, and if the visitors are allowed, there should be screening methods in place for them um, before they, you know, enter the environment to reduce uh, exposure and reduce, of course, transmission to other people. So, in order, um, in regards to, like, the diagnosis of this, uh, most people who, with, who have been confirmed to have COVID-19 have developed um, a fever or symptoms of acute respiratory illness which may include cough and difficulty breathing, um, epidemiologic factors that may help guide decisions on whether to test include any person, including healthcare workers, who have had close contact with a laboratory-confirmed COVID-19 patient within 14 days of symptom onset, or if you have a history of travel from an infected geographic area within 14 days of the onset of symptoms. So, also um, additional um, precautions for protection. Um, again, some of the recent guidelines um, with the CDC. Um, so originally they were they were saying that it had been an airborne um, precaution, but it has been downgraded to droplet precautions, which leaves a lot of people confused because you know the first year taking precautions for 
perhaps an air, airborne transmission, but now you have to switch it up and, um, you know, protect yourself from droplet precautions. So patients who basically um, who are infected or placed on isolation um, and are recommended to um, stay isolated um, from the general people. And if you're sick and have it, they recommend that you stay home and follow the procedures as outlined. This is serious people. So, again, I just want to stress that you follow the proper precautions in order to prevent the spread of it. Um, only until, you know, doctors and scientists are able to get a handle on it and find um, a way to treat it and prevent it from spreading. Um, with that being said, I'm going to take another quick commercial break, and I will return after this commercial. to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to the Wealthy Nurse Hour. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at thewealthynursehour.com. Now, back to the Wealthy Nurse Hour. Welcome back to the Wealthy Nurse Hour. Um, I am taking callers today, and it looks like that we have a caller um, calling from Baltimore, Chad. Um, and I'll see what type of questions he has for us. You can bring them on. Hello? Hello? Hi. 
Hi, how, how are, are you today? I'm good. Okay, I've been listening to your program, and i got four couple of questions that I need to ask. I hope you could answer them for me. Okay. Okay, so I'm um, going to the grocery store. I see people have on all these masks, and, you know, they have all these gloves on, and they're just being extra. They're just being extra. Is that, I heard you said it went from being airborne to going to droplet precautions. So these people have all these masks and all these gloves and stuff. Are they actually protecting themselves, or are they just doing that because of the mass-wide hysteria? That's one. Number two is okay. Number two is is it really that scary as how they portray it to be? Whereas the grocery shelves are empty and everything is just done and everything is just gone. Is it that? Is the mass hysteria real? And my final, final thing is, like, I love what you're doing with collecting stuff for the nurses on the front line. That is amazing because y'all need to be supported. Y'all need to be helped. So if you can answer those two questions for me, I'll be really appreciative. Okay, Chad. Thanks for calling in. Um, in order to answer your first question, okay, is it, do, do I think that it's, um, crazy for them to be wearing these masks. So people with them not being aware or educated about it, um, I would imagine this is it's just something normal. They want to protect themselves naturally, right? And with them, with the CDC releasing that guideline originally saying that it was airborne, you know, they felt like that's the best thing to do, to wear a mask. And it, if it were to be airborne, in fact, that would be the best thing to do is to wear a mask. But what some people aren't understanding is that it's only a certain type of mask that's truly going to prevent the spread of the virus if it being airborne. So airborne mask, with airborne infections, you have to use your N95 mask, not your typical, the blue mask, um, which are used most often in surgical areas for um, spills and splashes that does not protect you from developing an airborne infection. So to answer your question, um, is it effective? In most cases, probably not um, with wearing these masks because a lot of things go, a lot of factors need to be considered considered the type of mask you're wearing, the fact that it's not airborne anymore, it's droplet precautions. And most often if you're out in the air, you're not, um, and you're not coming into direct contact with like the droplets um, from another person or if, then you're most often not going to be infected. Does that make any sense? It does. Does that does, help? It does make sense. So basically... Okay. Once you have the N95 mask, that's a proper mask, but these surgical masks in them is not really making much sense. Okay, no. that answered my first question. My second question was the mass hysteria. Is the mass hysteria real? Is the doomsday so, scenario real? So I would say um, the mass hysteria in which everybody is so being anxious and just going nuts and stuck in there. <laughs> Um, homes with toilet paper and <laughs> whatever else they're putting on their shelves, I, I don't think is necessary. Um, toilet paper is not going to save you <laughs> from getting this virus. However, 
Um, you should um, stock your house because you don't know how long um, you'll be in your home or how long this quarantine is going to go on, and that's at the discretion of the government at this point. So I would definitely, um, you know, shop, make sure you're stocked up on canned goods, perishable items, and things so that you could um, feed your family, of course, just because, you know, you don't know how long you'll be in, and it is suggested that, you know, if you can avoid going out, then do so. So I think that... um, Having those items are important. Making sure that you are prepared is important. But I think, you know, the anxiety has been increased with everybody with because everything that's in the media and people not quite understanding um, the condition and not understanding how it's contracted and not understanding what it is to begin with, I think that creates a lot of anxiety. And people, and I hope um, by me going over the signs and symptoms and how it's transmitted, I hope that relieves um, anxiety in a lot of people and helps them to understand it a little bit better. Okay. And where can that, uh, that num- Yeah, that helps a lot. And those numbers that you put out for donations and stuff, um, could you put it out, your number? Because I heard you put like your donations, your number or your email and stuff like that. And I, I'm going. Thank you for asking my questions. But could you reiterate your number and stuff so we can know where so, you know we can donate stuff? And thank you for coming on the air today. And have a wonderful day. You too. So to reiterate that number, you can contact Well Managed Care Office at four four three six four five four six five five. Again, this is vocalized to the DMV area. We're willing to come out. The staff there is willing to come out and pick up any donations that you may have um, so that we can allocate those equipments and inventory to the local facilities here in um, out of D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area. Um, again, that number is 443 also, you can send an email or inquiries to um, lebb at wellmanagedcare.com. That's lebb at wellmanagedcare.com. Um, I'd be happy to hear from you and take any um, additional questions anybody may have in regards to COVID-19 um, and what measures to take during this time. Um, thanks, Chad. I appreciate you for calling in. Um, also, I've been getting a lot of questions from a lot of um, friends and family, um, and one of them that sticks out in my mind is, you know, how does it affect your business as a nurse entrepreneur? So this pandemic has affected a lot of businesses across the world, and um, it did have an effect on my business as a nurse entrepreneur. Um, For those who don't know, you know, I have a nurse consulting business where um, I service the elderly population who who live independently and may require supportive care services in their home. That basically um, put support services so uh, seniors can live safe at home. Um, so with that being said, yes, my business had been affected, affected 
um, because normally I would do seminars and go out and educate um, these seniors about fall prevention, precautions, how to live safe, and put these services in place. But with the social distancing and everything going on, I'm not able to do that. Also, I have been doing a lot of public speaking engagements, and those things have been canceled also due to um, the shutdown. But I am thankful and grateful um, that I have other alternative means to generate um, passive income, um, which I think it's it's necessary um, in this day and age. Uh, to create passive income is no longer a luxury, but it's a necessity, especially during these times. And I would encourage people to um, get into or try to figure out ways to generate money from home, try to figure out ways to, if you have a brick-and-mortar business, go virtually because um, your business shouldn't stop. Um, because of a shutdown, you should have another or alternative way to generate money by um, using online platforms to, to do so. Um, I am willing to share, and also this is another thing I've been trying to figure out, how can I help people during this time? And that's another way that I decided to help. Um, I'm willing to share with anyone who's interested in learning more about work-from-home opportunities and creating passive income. I'm willing to share, and it's just not for nurses. It's for anyone who's interested in um, generating additional means of income. Passive income is powerful. <laughs> um, so if anyone is interested in that also, you can um, reach out to me on Facebook. Um, my name is Laquel Peters on Facebook. Also, I'm on Instagram at the Wealthy Nurse Institute. Um, if you're interested in learning more about these opportunities, feel free to reach out for reach out to me. I, I will share um, on and let you know some of the things that I'm working on. Um, so, as far as business, so business as an entrepreneur has def definitely been impacted. But business as a nurse is in high demand. So right now, if you're a nurse um, doing this crisis, your services are definitely needed right now, especially if you're working um, independently because now you can pretty much just – nurses are in demand. They need nurses all over to do um, screenings, um, to work at these pop-up testing screening sites that they're – um, developing all over the world, um, and they're actually paying double, triple your salary, crazy rates that they're offering uh, nurses right now um, just to help, help. Just use your skills and knowledge to help. So this is a definitely a good time to market yourself and get out there. Um, also, you know, also it's definitely a necessity, you know, for my nurses who are at the bedside. I am um, happy that about the work that you're doing, and I am um, 
just proud of what you're doing and the initiative that you're taking during this time. I know the work is hard, but it's necessary, and I'm glad that you do what you do. Um, but with that being said, I want you to be safe while you're doing what you're doing, while you're working on the front line. Um, that's why I'm going to do whatever I can do to help make that make your day that much easier for you and to relieve somewhat of that anxiety by trying to get as much supplies um, necessary in order for you to get your job done effectively. Um, I am so grateful, <laughs> so grateful, so grateful for, um, you know, to be a nurse right now um, and to have the skills and knowledge that I have to do the work that, I, that I'm doing behind the scenes um, to help those on the front line. So, again, if anybody has additional questions, please feel free to call in. Um, if you have questions after the show, again, you can reach out to me via social media on my Facebook page, uh, which is Lacal Peters, Lacal Peters on Facebook, at The Wealthy Nurse on Instagram, and um, feel free to reach out to me um, via email. I look forward to talking to you again. I look forward to talking to you more in the future, and hopefully I can help those who need to generate additional income and those who are looking to get more information. Um, until next week, I will look forward to talking to you more then. And thank you for tuning in to the Wealthy Nurse Hour. I hope this episode um, was most helpful with, for you with getting clarity about COVID-19 and measures to take um, during this time. So talk to you soon. I'll see you next week, same time, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Talk Thank you for tuning in to the Wealthy Nurse Hour. Be sure to join your host, LaCal Lab, for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk more next week. I can see the